to the Fabulous 413 live from the Green River Festival! Woo! It sounds like there's a lot of people here, but there's only like eight. The, the festival gates have just opened a moment ago. Seriously. I'm Kalee Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. Attention, goat people. Before you leave, please rake all compostable materials to the outside of the barn. This includes all straw, hay, shavings, poop, etc. Thank you. Oh, wait, that's a sign left over from the Franklin County Fair, and we're here at the Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield, and this is the back porch stage, which doubles as a goat shaving location at times, <laughs> but will feature great live music all weekend long. Including 2022 NPR Tiny Desk concert winner Elisa Amador, local heroes from Brattleboro, Vermont, and the 802, not the 413, but we love them anyway, Moxie, the Winter Pills, the Grays, and so much more. On this back porch stage tonight will be Cachitas Now, who just rolled in. They're from Buenos Aires, who've been described as swooping hooks and party grooves, the cumbia-grounded sound of this identity-inclusive LGBTQIA plus band buoyantly challenges societal norms, celebrates difference, and reclaims the love song for all. And also later on the uh, later on this stage tonight and later in this hour, Bridget Carney, best known as bassist and chief songwriter of former Green River Festival headliners Lake Street Dive. This hour will also be joined with Green River Festival founder, architect, curator, spiritual guru, and all-around great guy Jim Olson, as well as the artistic director of the Green River Festival, known for her famous hand-drawn signs, Nan Parati. And we'll talk with Kent Hicks of East Branch Studios in Chesterfield, who, along with students from UMass Amherst, have built a greenhouse that will double as a stage. But, as is tradition in the fabulous 413 on NEPM, it is Live Music Friday, and we begin with another longtime Green River Festival favorite. He's played the main stage and other stages at this festival many times, but this year you can only catch him at a pop-up if you're camping at the festival or right here, right now, in the fabulous 413. We here in Western Mass know him as Matt Lorenz, but audiences across the country know him as the Suitcase Junket. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. He arrived at the land speed record in a golf cart a minute and a half before showtime. My favorite way to travel. It's perfect. <laughs> Can we hear a song? Let's do it. Yeah, I brought my uh, just one guitar, which is rare for me. Usually I have a whole pile of junk for you. Yeah. We'll talk about that junk in just a second. You turn that junk into gold. We were waiting for the times to change with small acts and weather vanes. Working out all the well-earned blame. In a chorus of notes But loose teeth and a gentle touch It didn't really ever come to much The very thing that we loved and such Would a predictable show But it's just another human disaster Just another human disaster On the side Hungry heart in an angry mind, a 
It'll keep you looking and keep you blind And it won't matter if you never find Whatever you need to know But if we're honest then we're rough and mean We're such bad, bad little beans Making awful and incredible scenes Spinning out in the snow But it's just another human disaster It's just another human disaster On the side of the modern road we're on Suitcase Junket, y'all. <laughs> Matt Lorenz, the Suitcase Junket, live on the back porch stage, live from the Green River Festival, which gates just opened moments ago here at the Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield. But this area, Western Matt, despite the fact that you're a national touring artist there, Matt, uh, this area is the area that you're from, the area that you call home. We'll talk a little bit about the, the musical community that surrounds this festival. But for those who aren't familiar with your musical moniker, the suitcase junket. You want to explain uh, what that is and why you had mentioned before that uh, you usually have a bunch of junk but don't have it with you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always tried to stay away from the term one-man band, but yeah. it does sum up what you do. And you, right. know, you might as well say the most efficient set of words to explain yourself. <laughs> you should do a song but from I, Mary Poppins, like, like But Bert. that's exactly what I, yeah, what I want to stay away from. Yeah, that, right. exact, <laughs> that exact thing that you Did just Did you avoid this by making all the pieces stationary <laughs> so that you couldn't get up like and down? Still, I will not have a honking sound. I will not be using a harmonica either. Okay. Um, you know, weird little rules like that. But in the beginning, I thought it was, it was made out of, um, it's all made out of sort of, re, you know, stuff I found at the junk, at the transfer station, at the, the dump, not the junk. Anyway, uh, found a bunch of pieces, put them together as, as drums. Uh, I was like, this looks like a junket, like an octet, you know, or, a, or whatever. 
And I looked it up, and the first definition in this old dictionary I had was a sweet meat. And the second definition mm. was a pleasure excursion. <laughs> I was like, sweet meat, pleasure excursion, count me in. <laughs> name of the first record. And every it, time but. I've seen the suitcase junket, it, it has been a sweet meat, pleasure excursion. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. And there's been so many times, Matt, where I know you're playing at this festival or somewhere, and I hear you in the distance, and I recognize your voice, and I recognize your sound, and I say to myself, oh, he finally got a band. <laughs> and then I go to the stage, and no, it's just you yeah. and your junk again. We've been waiting for him to graduate. <laughs> but you're no. so, you're so no, good at doing it. From it makes his it more impressive stage. because the sound keeps getting bigger, but yeah. it's still always you. Yeah. I know. It just means I have to carry more stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Loden is real. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, difficult. Geez. Yeah. Yeah, when you're just the drummer and the guitar player and the bass player, no harmonica or honking, but yeah. yeah. I yell at myself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Get going. Yeah, exactly. You played this festival many times, as I mentioned, and you've been part of this musical community, as well as the Signature Sounds musical community, which we'll hear about in just a little bit, and how that record label, based in Waitley slash Northampton, helped to grow this festival, along with another radio station that we'll mention in a little bit, too. It's on the back of that sign. There. It's on the back of that sign right there. Uh, <laughs> tell us about what this musical community in western Massachusetts, in the Valley in particular, means to you. Well... It's great to come up in a community of people who are interested about the same things, you know, you find, or, or whatever, just creating things in this sort of, like, uh, early 20s, uh, mid-20s kind of fervor of, like, the world is ours and nothing will ever change except for the better. <laughs> See and how all good people, we did? <laughs> you know, just, it's so nice. <laughs> so nice coming up with people and, you know, trying out your ideas with each other. And then, uh, and the Valley's really great for that. A lot of, like, places to play. The open mic scene, Rusty Bell uh, ran an open mic for a bunch of years in Northampton, and that sort of culture of just performance is a huge uh, deal for a young artist trying to figure out their voice and try things out on audiences. And then everyone kind of like goes on to the next thing of, you know, I toured a lot, and other people were doing more studio work, and or, or touring as well, you see each other less. I mean, yeah. You become a less a part of the community and you become more part of other people's communities as you travel and you know, enrich other people's little communities. But it's fun, and you do it, and it's lovely, and you come back, and then you're you know, lucky. If you're lucky, your friends are in town, and you get to touch base. I don't know. It's, it's a really great uh, breeding ground, I would say. It's very, yeah, rich in culture here. And this festival in particular kind of doubles as like that family reunion in some Most ways. definitely. Yeah, Most I love definitely. it. Yeah. No. Well, should we hear another song? Yes, we another should one? hear another song. This, this is what my I was kid's going to song. Ask. I have kids now. This is my kid's song. Oh, are you coming out with a kid's album? We have an exclusive this here? From the, this is from the last album. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> All right. But if you really, yeah, kids like goats, like we have over yeah, here. Yeah, you can shave people. your goats with your children right here on the back porch <laughs> stage. I mean, the kids do love this one. It's just that the message is a little... Black holes and overdoses, black holes and overdoses, all black holes and overdoses, oh me, oh my, oh me, oh my, oh me, oh my, oh. Bend space, bends time, then no escape when it's in your mind. Got a gravity that makes you go blind. It's the biggest, smallest thing you can find. Oh, Ryan, save me. Oh my, 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 oh my
to say, but I'm up for, for to keep ahead of the weight of the world and the doom and the dread. Kill my pain and it kill me dead. No, I can't save me. I got angry. I just wanted to be back in that feeling. Suitcase Junket here with us on the Fabulous 413. I gotta say, before like we let you go, uh, when we were setting up the show and Jared was playing music just to like keep everybody cool, he was playing Fading Star, and the way you whistle with those overtones was happening because it happens at the beginning of that song. And we're like, oh, cool, he's coming in. And Jared said, yeah, it's like our call sign for him to show up on the stage. Yeah, and people heard it in that song right then. But if you're not familiar with that sound, I know it wowed the, one of the audience members here, Trouble... Aaron and Gouch Mandison from Greenfield, Massachusetts. Um, explain what overtone or like some people call it tube and throat singing mm -hmm. is and give us maybe a, either a demonstration or a lesson perhaps? Yeah, of course. I came across it by accident, driving in the car, trying out new mouth shapes like you do in the car or yeah. the shower. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, and I heard this sort of overtone and I was like, started chasing it. So basically you're humming a note, um, that's your drone note, and then you're sort of holding your tongue. If you say the letter R with the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth, er. Uh, and then you sort of hum a note as though you're lifting something heavy and you move your tongue really slowly and you do that in the car for five years and think of rainbows. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you have it down. And then someday and so, I'll make it a whistle happen out of it somehow. Um, well, that, a, overtone, a that, that little overtone, you just want it to be louder. So it's yeah. all about finding the, where the notes are and then making them loud. So uh, here's a little, uh, um, what do you call it? Show and tell. <laughs> for the radio. Uh, that, so that was that, all his oh, mouth, cool. everybody. That was so, his so, mouth. So, <laughs> to your cars and your showers. I'll see you in five years. Remember, well, and then we can have this. a chorus of it. Exactly. Yeah. Piles of overtones. Yeah, like, remember can, that thing? And yeah. You can teach kids how to do it on your forthcoming kids' album, where that song you just performed there will be... There have been no promises of a kids' album. New lyrics 
black goats and older horses, <laughs> which have all been shaved here at the Franklin County Fairgrounds, at the back porch stage, at the Green River Festival. Matt Lorenz, suitcase junket, local hero who you got that exclusive performance on the radio, or if you're lucky enough to be here at the back porch stage, or if you happen to be camping, at the Green River Festival, I believe you'll be there uh, doing some pop-ups or, or something along the, this weekend. You missed it already. Oh, oh it already yeah, happened. So this was the go. only chance you had to see it. You're welcome, the 413. <laughs> Come, thank you again, Matt. Thanks for having me, Bridget. Coming up, oh, more Green River Festival music with Bridget Carney of Lake Street Dive fame. will be performing on this back porch stage solo-ish with some other <laughs> musicians. Uh, and will be performing on this show coming up later this hour. And up next, the person whose radio show gave this stage its name. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. Welcome back to The Fabulous 413, live from the Green River Festival in Greenfield. You can clap again. You should totally clap again. There are real people under this yes. roof here in this building here at the festival. We're at the Franklin County Fairgrounds, where there'll be live music on three-plus stages starting right after this live radio show through Sunday evening. Who are you excited to see there, Khalees? The Sacred Souls, Paul on the Broken Bones, Miko Marks, Kachitas Now. Like, this lineup is really, really fantastic. It is really it's going to be awesome the good, whole time. A great and fun lineup. And part of the reason that that lineup is as good as it is this year and is as good as it has been for how many years now? 36. 36 years. <laughs> is Jim Olson, who joins us on stage. The founder, the curator, the heart and soul of the Green River Festival, low those many years of 36. All those years of 36. Yes. All those years of 36. Thanks for joining us, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure that we've got a, a reasonably lovely day, which we don't take for granted, given the forecast that for this week. Yeah, we had Dave Hayes, the weather nut, on our show earlier this week to to try to push the bad weather away this weekend, and it looks like he's done quite a good job. What was a dastardly forecast two days ago is actually looking like it's going to be pretty okay. We hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Crossing of fingers for those on the radio. I've lived in Franklin County for 20 years now and been in the Valley for more than that. Um, This festival is an important piece of Franklin County in particular and the Valley music scene in general, not to mention the rest of Western Massachusetts and beyond. For those who have not followed this festival, have never come to this festival, maybe are listening in the far Berkshires right now and have maybe heard of it but don't know where this festival came from, give us the Green River Festival origin story, Jim Olson. Okay, well, um, it's gone through a lot of changes in those 36 years. It started quite humbly Uh, in 1986 as a one-day party for another local radio station. You can Uh, say it. It's WRSI. Alma Mater, WRSI, Uh, 93.9 The River. And we had, over at Greenfield Community College, we had a little one-day festival that was about four and a half hours long, as I recall. Of course, it rained, as as, as it does here at Green River Fest. And that was the, uh, the beginning, uh, the very first note, what we consider the beginning. In uh, the subsequent years, the uh, Franklin County Chamber of Commerce really wanted to do a hot air balloon rally. Uh, and so they did that, and we started providing music for it. And before we knew it, it, was, it had the unwieldy name for a while of the Upcountry Hot Air Balloon and Music Festival. And uh, then in 1999, it became the Green River Festival. And until uh, 2019, it was over at Greenfield Community College. And uh, 
The pandemic did it in, as it did everything in at the, the summer of 2020. And uh, in about 2016, we started coming here to the beautiful Franklin County Fairgrounds to use it as a campground only, and we'd shuttle people back and forth. But in 2021, we moved the whole shebang uh, here to the fairgrounds. And it is just such a cool space. We love uh, this place, and they are such gracious hosts who have done such a beautiful job uh, refurbishing the, the fairgrounds. And it, it's, it makes a wonderful home for a festival. That's Jim Olson, who, yes, give it a round of applause to the history of the 36-year-long Green River Festival here in Greenfield. And ongoing. Yeah, and the, one of the positive things about the festival, not to harp on the weather, is that, you know, there have been times at the Green River Festival when it was at Greenfield Community College, thunderstorms raging, everybody go home. Yeah. That is not necessarily what will happen now that we have a different place where this festival will, will be happening this weekend. That's right. We have, we have a lot more indoor spaces here. We have a lot more safe spaces here. If we do get a thunderstorm or something, it doesn't kill the festival. We're going to keep it rolling uh, through the day uh, as long as it's safe. And uh, so far, like, like you were saying, the forecast is looking better all the time. There's, uh, they've taken all the shower uh, forecast out of today. Yay. And, nice. Uh, yeah. It's, it's looking good. We're going to have a great time here. One of the no dancing in the mud. Yeah. Go for it. You like dancing in the mud? No. Oh, no, neither do I. I don't really like being wet. I know people get into that. It's like, I, I understand that other people appreciate that sort of thing. It is not, not for me. I'm wearing white pants tomorrow, so... It's daring. I, I better not get anything on it. How do you feel about wet sawdust? Well, where else are you going to shave your goats? Attention, goat people. There's a sign here, if you missed the beginning of the show, that talks all about goat people shaving their goats. In this. You can see the sign on our social media. Yes, or come to the back porch stage at the Green River Festival right inside the gate. Indeed. The first um, thing that I did for NEPM was a news report about the passing of somebody who's really important in the creation and founding of this Green River Festival, apart from just you, Jim Olson, from the Back Porch Radio Show on the river, from Signature Sounds Records, which you grew out of 93.9 The River, um, Ann Hamilton. Talk about um, Ann Hamilton, who was the former head of the Greenfield Chamber of Commerce and, and who passed away this year, and what she meant to this festival. Ann uh, was the one whose idea it was to have a, a hot air balloon festival. And uh, if you know Franklin County in the summer, you know weather is quite unpredictable. And we had a run in the early years of the 80s and, and, and early 90s where just the worst weather luck ever. And, you know, balloons can't go up unless the weather's pretty much perfect. And uh, so year after year, we would have this event, and some years it would work. Many years we'd get rain or just wouldn't be able to get the balloons up. But Anne had such faith in the idea of this event that she kept finding a way to fund it year after year to get state tourism money to make this thing happen until it finally caught fire um, in the early 2000s. And Not the balloons, today. just no. to be... Uh, you know, exactly. It wasn't yeah. the balloons that caught fire. Those were safe. <laughs> <laughs> You've, one of the things that this festival is famous for is musical... Discovery. Oh, I was going to ask this. Go question. ahead. So, uh, yeah, what what musical discoveries have you made through this festival? Who has been some of your dream acts you've been able to to get to come here? I remember, like, my first one here. There was a band who wasn't in the in the actual program and played on the Dean's Bean stage the very first year. Played like psych rock in Spanish. I don't remember their name. They were amazing. <laughs> 
But like things like that. Locos Por Juana. Thank wow, you. Wow, there we go. Jim remembers the name. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you again off air so I can write it we down. Have a because recording seriously, now. they were fantastic. You know, we have about 30 uh, performance slots, and we have artists from all over, across the country, and this year all across the world, who, uh, who want to play this festival. Who, you know, we're kind of on the festival map, and we, we get to pick and choose. And, you know, we can't afford the superstars anymore. We, we really never could. We, we sometimes get lucky and get them on the way up. And, you know, we had the Avid brothers playing in a tiny little tent in 2006 before they caught on. I remember that. Two years later, it was forget about it. We couldn't afford them. Um, <laughs> same with Brandy Carlisle, folks like that. Take um, of the bangers. We get, we get, yeah, we get so lucky with, with uh, artists that, that come around. Uh, one of the things I'm proud of stuff, I love the young developing artists, but I'm really proud of the fact that we've got so many legendary artists who have passed on, uh, particularly in the soul category, people like uh, Sharon Jones and Alan Toussaint and Charles Bradley and folks like that over the years. We really have a broad palette here and it allows us to do a lot and to not necessarily you know, worry about, is this artist gonna sell tickets, but is this artist making great art and, and will they fit in here? And, and uh, that, that's the stuff you remember. And, oh, go ahead. Uh, and speaking of, so there are several stages at the festival, which is often how specials run. We've got the main stage, Dean's Bean stage, the back porch stage, the green room stage, but also the open mic parlor room stage. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> There's so many stages, even Jim doesn't know about them. <laughs> it really, it's, it's a very recent development. Like well, within the past couple of weeks. Wait so. till you hear our rendition of Beyond Thunderdome at that stage later it's, today. Ooh. That's Jim yeah, right. Olson from Signature Sounds and the curator of the Green River Festival, uh, who, before we move on to our next guest, people not to miss, in your opinion, at this year's festival this weekend. Uh, there, there is a lot. Uh, um, starting tonight, tonight's lineup is particularly strong. If you're out in Radio Land and you're on the fence, tickets are available at the gate. We've got some incredible stuff. Uh, 5.30, uh, Calise mentioned him earlier, there's a band from San Diego, California, called The Sacred Souls. I just rattled off a bunch of soul legends. These guys are on their way to being that. Um, and their performance will be spectacular. You'll love Corey Wong tonight from the band Wolfpack and the Fearless Flyers and his 11-piece band that's crazy. Uh, we've got a fantastic salsa band from Miami, one of the best in the country, called LPT. Donna the Buffalo is always a lot of fun. So tonight's great. Tomorrow, the heavy, heavy. We have a wonderful uh, Afro-pop band from uh, the Congo called Jupiter and Aquas tomorrow that I highly recommend. Um, you know, I could go on and on, but I won't because Nan's here and she's got, she's got to have some time too. Yeah, Nan Parati, who is the artistic director of the Green River Festival, but give it up for Jim Olson, Signature Sounds, Back Porch Radio, and put on this festival for 36 years, but Nan, People know you from this festival because you cannot go anywhere without seeing your literal handiwork, <laughs> your hand-drawn signs. You are the artistic director who, by hand, draws all these signs for the festival. How many signs have you drawn about for this festival? I don't know, okay. but I do know it's a lot, and it's getting more. <laughs> it's getting to be more and more and more, which is cool, which is really, really cool. But I would say... I know for Jazz Fest in New Orleans, I handwrite over 3,000 every year. Wow. For this one, I was thinking today, it's 
up, it's like 1,500. It's a lot of signs. It's a lot of signs. And for people out in Radio Land, on your forearm, on your left forearm, there's just this giant marker stain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doing all of the work. Normally, too. I remember that it takes a moment for the ink to dry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, it's kind of a, a before and after moment for the festival. Because prior to when Nan came on, which I think was 2000, 2005. 2005, the festival was a mess of you know cheap plastic vinyl banners all over the place and horrible you know uh, print shop signs and just it just didn't look very good. And now it has an unmistakable look thanks to Nan. <laughs> and your unmistakable look is seen elsewhere all over Western Massachusetts, but also, as you mentioned, uh, as part of the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, a huge, legendary, globally famous <laughs> festival. How did you get into this world of hand-drawing signs for giant music festivals? Very, uh, a very niche art, I would, <laughs> I would say. Yes, absolutely. I got a job when I was about 20 years old at a little tiny supermarket called Whole Food Company, the forerunner to Whole Foods Market, by the way, oh. um, in New Orleans. I got fired twice. Once out of the produce department, once out of the cheese department. The second day I got fired, the sign writer was leaving. And I said, that's my real job. I promise. And the owner of the company said, didn't have any signs either, and asked if I would do that. And so I started writing then the Jazz Fest signs. And then in, and started doing that, and that kind of grew. And I did Newport. And then in 2005, Klondike, who is the head of sound and now also, the I think, the site director out here, asked me if I would come up here and make signs for his festival that he worked with, the Green River Festival. So I said, sure, Massachusetts, that sounds like fun, uh, for a couple of weeks. So I came up in 2005 to make signs for Green River Festival. Loved it, kept looking around going, man, this is a cool place. I was staying with a friend up in Ashfield, just turned out I had a friend in Ashfield. So I was staying with her, loving the place, it was so cool. I actually said, boy, wouldn't it be fun if for some reason I couldn't go back to New Orleans right away. So God heard that and said, oh, you want a hurricane? All right. Signal Katrina. No. Nan Parati is not responsible for all the damage caused in New Orleans by Hurricane Katrina. But I've got a lot of guilt about it. God so, wants you to let that go, Nan Parati. We have a little therapy session afterwards. But anyway, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, took out my house, every single thing I owned. And I had actually decided before that I was going to buy a house in Ashfield just because I thought it was cool. And all of a sudden, that was the only house in the world I had. <laughs> and so that's how I ended up. I've been doing Green River Festival ever since. And I uh, live in Nashville. <laughs> love it. And we love the way your signs look. I love when I'm somewhere else. It's not the Green River Festival. And it's immediately, immediately recognizable. Do you have a name for your font? Yes. The, there's two fonts. The script, the, the cursive is called Parati. That's my name, Parati. But the other one, ready? Yep. Fun times Roman. <laughs> Fun time what? Fun times Roman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to alter our sign out. You made a fabulous 413 sign, yes. which I think I'm so I'm honored by. I, I'd love it if you added Khaleesi's name I to will. it. I will. I'm so Do you sorry. have a marker oh, on okay. you? <laughs> I have it back there. I don't okay. Totally fun. Well, I will do it. We're going to do I'm that. Cool with anonymity. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm no, not, it's fine. I want, I want it. I've known Monty forever. He used to come to my restaurant. <laughs> yes, she used to run Elmer's. And I've, you know, I've been, this is my, I think this is my 23rd time at the Green River Festival. So, yeah, I've been coming a long time. And Nan, it wouldn't be the same without you. Jim, it certainly wouldn't be the same. Uh, without you. Thank you for all the work. Thank you for all the great music you bring, not just to this festival, but throughout the, the rest of the year. Well, thank you guys for coming out today and being brave enough to uh, broadcast live from a music festival. Oh, awesome. no, this it's is wicked fun. Yes. <laughs> 
Coming up, Ken Hicks, who is part of the team that built the greenhouse stage here at the festival about making that truly unique space happen. You're listening to the Fabulous 413, live from the Green River Festival in Greenfield on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, helping customers make the switch to solar for savings, energy security, and tax incentives. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. As if we've left, (laughs) welcome back back to the Fabulous 413 on NEPM. You can clap again. I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Khalees Smith. We are broadcasting live from the Black... It's not the Black Porch stage. Not yet. Well, I am, but anyway. (laughs) From the Green River Festival at Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield. There's live music all weekend all over this festival with the Wood Brothers, Little Feet, so many more. One of my all-time favorite Green River Festival bands and just bands, period. Rubble Bucket. I'm excited to see Corey Wong coming up later tonight. There's um, so many good people playing yes. this whole weekend. But not all of the cool experiences are strictly music. There's a wicked neat place where impromptu performances and sometimes yoga classes and other events have happened. And we're sure fun, spontaneous things will happen there this year, too. Joining us is Kent Hicks and several UMass students. <laughs> Kent Hicks of the East Branch Studios in Chesterfield. Rob Williams, architecture professor at UMass, who along with students from UMass Amherst have built the greenhouse at tiny house that doubles as a stage. Thank you for coming on the show, all of you. Thank you, Kent. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Rob. Yes, so Rob, you're an architecture professor, and Kent, you run like a design firm company. Talk right into those microphones right there. Uh, And introduce us to the UMass students that you have flanking behind you, or shall you introduce yourselves into those microphones? Tell us what year you are as well, and maybe where you're from originally. Hi, my name is Dara Weingarten. I'm a rising senior. I go to Mount Holyoke College ah, in South okay, Hadley. Nice. Um, and I'm from upstate New York. Great. Hey, I'm Isabel Galina. I'm also from Mount Holyoke. About to enter my senior year, um, and I'm an architecture student at UMass Amherst, and I'm from Walpole, Massachusetts. Nice. I'm from Norton originally, right down the street. <laughs> so, Kent, um, you're the one that I've heard talk to most about this project. Tell us what this collaboration between your sort of design-build studio and UMass and other colleges, how this all began in building a tiny house that becomes a stage here at this festival. Sure, yeah. Um, well, it, it really started with Kelsey O'Brien and Lynn Bertrand. So they knew that our company builds high-performance, low high-energy efficiency houses, and they asked... They're part of the the leadership of the festival. Yeah, so Kelsey's on maternity leave this year. We really miss her. (laughs) Um, And Lynn, I have known for a long time, and they asked if if we'd be interested in building a small energy-efficient home with a stage, and uh, so I initially said, you know, that's a lot of work, but hey, I'd lecture at UMass. Maybe I could get see if these folks are interested. And it really, it, it grew from that, because UMass and, and Five College was interested in design build, they'd been talking about it for years. So it kind of all started a little bit at Green River Fest. So it's very cool. And Rob, tell us how or why, I guess, you wanted to get UMass involved in this crazy idea. Sure. So there was, um, as Kent said, he approached uh, the Department of Architecture and the Building Construction Technology Department about this. And we really jumped on it as an opportunity to give our students um, hands-on instruction, and also to give them um, experience collaborating across disciplines and between these departments. Um, and it really became the inspiration for a project that's grown much bigger than just that initial stage. So this, this Am I wrong about that? No, you're, you're exactly right. You're not, you're not seeing double there. Um, no, the stage that was built um, for the festival last year was, was relocated down to Holyoke 
um, and this summer is going to be installed permanently on a site um, in conjunction with the building that's under construction right now. I mean, is the architecture behind it being both house and stage particularly tricky? What do you guys think? Yeah, let's talk to the students. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you think and what your actual role was in the creation of, the, of this house that's going to be having performances on it at the Green River Festival throughout the weekend. Your name one more time. Dara. Um, so the three of us were actually part of the group that designed this stage here. Uh -huh. um, it was the four of us. And, um, you know, I think based on renderings that we did and, like, on the computer and whatnot, we just pulled together a few designs, pitched it to um, our class, and we all decided on what you see over there as this... <laughs> I haven't seen um, it yet, and I think oh, so our it. radio <laughs> listeners haven't seen it yet either. It'll um, be a surprise to all of us. Yeah. Is the stage, like, the future front porch? It is. Ah, oh, nice. So the, the stage... <laughs> that the artists will be playing on is actually the deck that we'll be using for our tiny house. Wow. Um, Not a tiny house. <laughs> the new tiny, tiny house. The new tiny house. <laughs> and before we let you all go, tell us, the, the other two students, your names again, some of the like, experiences that you've had, what this has meant to you and your, your burgeoning career as an, an architect and a designer. Yeah, I'm Isabel again. Um, it was really interesting working with a range of students from undergrad in architecture and BCT, building construction technology, as well as grad students and PhD students and just seeing all the different, um, I guess, experiences that everyone could bring to the class and um, the different perspectives on what we wanted and what we wanted to prioritize with the build. It's like affordability, um, accessibility, uh, high performance design was a huge thing that we really took into account. Um, and I just think that in general, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that was really, really formative to, I think, where I see my future, like my future career going. Um, so yeah, it was just a fantastic time. And this little, this project here was only two days worth of our eight-week um, build <laughs> session. So. In Greenfield, I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Khalees Smith. Joining us live on the back porch stage, right inside the main gates of the festival, is Bridget Carney. You enjoy the infectious grooves and hooks of the band Lake Street Dive that went from playing dive bars in Western Mass to selling out Radio City Music Hall and Red Rocks and beyond. You likely have Bridget Carney to thank. This talented songwriter and multi-instrumentalist is Lake Street Dive's chief songwriter will be playing this stage solo-ish tonight. And she came early to the festival just for us and we're so thankful. So a song please, if you would. Okay. You pulled up in your 76 You said, baby, you wanna go for a trip Well, let's go Cause I've been idling out for a while with nobody to help me count the miles that go slow. So pick me up on your way out of town. I don't care where we end up as long as you're around. If you're driving, baby, I wanna go. If we're vibing, baby, let's let it flow. I don't. 
Bridget Carney live in the back porch stage at the Green River Festival. I have quite enjoyed your solo stuff uh, since your, your first album, but I was really intrigued by your collaboration with Steve Atambire for Still Flying. How did that collaboration come about? Um, so Steve-O is a wonderful musician from Ghana. He lives in Accra, Ghana. And um, yeah, it kind of like organically happened over the course of many years. Um, yeah, in college at New England Conservatory, there was a professor, Jerry Leake, who had done some studying in Ghana, and he taught a class that was on Ghanaian percussion. And then I also like studied privately with him and was just learning these kind of like complex um, percussion uh, ensemble pieces. And uh, my friend Benjamin Lazar Davis and I from there like just wanted to go and study with the, the people that Jerry had studied with in Ghana. And so we went there in, I want to say like 2000. 10 or something yeah and like just went to be students but ended up meeting a bunch of amazing musicians that became like friends and collaborators 
And so, yeah, we, we met um, Steve-O through Coulter and Coulter through Aaron. And, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, you, you go to a place and, and start listening and, and eventually develop this, like, community of musicians. So, yeah, that was incredible to get to work with him on that record. Speaking of your musical community, we know you most well from Lake Street Dive, which I've had the honor of watching go from playing the Rendezvous in Turner's Falls to selling out Radio City Music Hall, headlining this music festival. Um, what does this festival, the Green River Festival in particular, in this area, Western Massachusetts, mean to you musically? Yeah, um, well, it definitely feels like a, a second home for me, uh, this part of Massachusetts, um, thanks to, like, just playing gigs here for a long time and then also um, being a part of Signature Sounds uh, and meeting Jim Olson. And then Jim Olson was who eventually connected us to Emily Lichter, our manager. And so, yeah, the, this has just always been a place that we've been happy to play. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also cool to have people here who have seen that whole evolution take place. Um, yeah, because... Uh, it's cool to be one of those people. <laughs> Monty is part of your come up. It's a good. It's okay. Yeah, actually, the the very first time I played in Western Massachusetts, it was with Ben Davis, and we came here. It was during Green River Festival, but we weren't playing at Green River Festival. We were playing at a an offshoot event that was called Bloobstock. It was a blueberry themed. <laughs> I don't it even know about that one, but I, I like want to bring it back. Bloobstock <laughs> yeah. is about bring the Bring back Bloobstock. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to read the credits, and then we're going to have you play another song until the end of the show. So next week on The Fabulous 413, getting our roundhouse kicks with pop-up concerts that are going to happen right over there, recorded live in the Franklin County Fairgrounds at the Roundhouse for the Green All River Festival. Long. Dean Sykum from Dean's Beans Coffee and Orange on his retirement and handing over the company to his employees... We'll talk with NEPM News Department's Elizabeth Roman about the Springfield Puerto Rican Parade happening this Thursday and Wax Poetic about the new Wes Anderson film. Our director is Tony, not missing an opportunity for Lily's Dumplings done. Shout out to Lily's and Amherst. Our engineer is Betsy, feeling the weather internally lankto. Our technical team is Bart, intransient teenager in engineering equipment. Rankin, Kara, raising an all-new workforce foster. Punk, Rude Boy, Dubay, and for running live sound here at the back porch stage, Jared, Cool Tunes playlist, Libby. I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Kalee Smith. We will see you Monday on the Fabulous 413, but we leave you with more music live from the Green River Festival with Bridget, Bridget Carney. Carney. Thank you. This song's called Security Camera. One, two, three.